Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today is part two and the conclusion of an amazing interview with Anthony Rosano. Now, if you missed part one, you need to go back and listen and catch up because it sets the stage for what we're going to be talking about today. In a nutshell, Anthony was from a family of football greats. I mean, his background was football. His destiny was to follow in the family tradition and play football at a high level, possibly even the pros. But all of that changed in one blink of the eye. A tragic accidental fire burned him over almost all his body, and he almost died. His family was told, go make funeral arrangements, not once, but several times. But he made an amazing comeback. That's his story of an amazing comeback. One that includes taking the field again, playing football in his senior year. Amen. From the doctors telling his parents to plan the boy's funeral, making a successful career and having a family of his own. Folks, we know God is still working miracles today. Amen. Now, let's jump back into this interview now. Let's join Anthony in the conclusion of his great interview. You know, in your book, you explain, you know, how surviving the initial incident was one thing, but that the recovery process was something else. Can you share a little bit of what it was like once you were over the first hurdle of survival and then moving on to the follow on procedures? Oh, look, so so when they, when you're a burn patient, you have to go through what's called uh, an excising uh, of your burn injuries. Okay. So essentially what has to happen is every day, three times a day, they have to take you and your burn injuries get, uh, it, with a wire brush. Okay. Mm. And they have to scrape you and then, and then cut the burn skin off of you. And when you have an extensive burn like mine, which was 87% of your body, it was all over. And so you had to endure that. And I imagine that a lot of people, uh, can't survive because the pain was so horrendous that uh, it's like nothing else. You know, it was actually probably worse than being on fire. Um, and then they take you and 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 put you in a, a tub full of betadine, wash you, wrap you, and then you're back to bed again. Uh, that happens three times a day, and that was very difficult to endure. Now, when I was out of the hospital, my first steps. Uh, you know, my first steps, I'll never forget. I, I, I just wanted to be back on my feet. And and when I finally was able to stand, I saw a glimpse of my face in the mirror and my head was shaved and I was skinny and, and, and very pale and I didn't even recognize myself. And I looked at myself in the face and, and tears fell down my eyes because I realized in that moment that I was not the same exact person that I went in as. Okay. And, uh, and having to accept that and recognize that my life has changed. It didn't happen because, you know, I read something the other day that said, 
the truth of the matter is that you've never seen yourself with your own eyes. You know, you've, you've only seen a reflection of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and the fact is that when you understand that, that, that major change in your life, okay, it was like, uh, it was very difficult, but I stood up and, uh, and Dr. Goldfarb, who was just an uh, amazing person, he, uh, when it was time for me to leave the hospital, he said, look, he looked at me, he said, the ball's in your court. I'll never forget what he said. He goes, now we did everything to save you, but who you become is up to you at this point. And uh, I said, I'm just going to play football. And that's all I could think about. And football turned out to be uh, my calling card. And so it wasn't necessarily even about getting better. Uh, that wasn't what I was shooting for. I was shooting to get back on the football field. And so when it came to physical therapy, when it came to learning how to walk straight up and stand up and bend my legs and reach my hands above my shoulders, that was all just because I needed to get on the football field. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the truth is that if I wasn't inspired by my coaches and my friends and, and my neighbors, uh, if I wasn't brought along by the people who cared about me, my brother and my father and, and my mom, if I wasn't loved by them, I would have never been able to accomplish and, and get back on that yeah. field. And it, and it so happens that getting back on that field is what saved my life because now I'm able to, uh, I'm able to do a lot of things. And, uh, and it, and it all came because of uh, fighting back. Amen. Did you know the Lord during this time of your life? You know, my walk with the Lord has been a, uh, it's been a, a beautiful thing. And the truth is that, um, when I was on my back on my deathbed, even when I was unconscious, I was saying the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be. I went to Catholic school growing up. I don't know what instilled me to do that at that time, because as a little boy, I, you know, I was, I can't say that I was reverent, you know, but I was, uh, I can say that when I was in that bed at that time, I, I said a lot of prayers. Now, here's the other thing that happened, though. When I got out of the hospital, I felt this overwhelming sense of evil on me. Like, like I was bad. Like, like this was a penalty for something that I did. And I had to learn and, and go to counseling and, and talk to my mom. And I had to learn to, uh, I'll never forget. I used to, I, used, I had to learn to say, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Okay, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, because in doing so, it brought me a healing in my mind that allowed me to accept God's will in my life. So the journey through healing isn't just this beautiful path. Okay, right. the journey through healing sometimes could have setbacks and you could be doing great one day. And then have another day where you're not doing so well. And so I think it's important for people who follow and love Christ to understand, even if you're a pastor, even if you're a priest, even if you're a church, no matter who you are, even if God saved your life, there's going to be days that you feel dark. And you have to understand and you have to repent, re rebuke those feelings in yeah. order to let that light in. It's not just this 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 life full of sunshine and rainbows 
It's a it's it's a life where there's continuous growth and continuous prayer so that you will heal can, uh, because that is the state that we are in amen. as human beings. Yeah, amen. Amen. I know in your recovery process there had to be times when you just wanted to give up. And how did your faith get you through those challenging times? Well, that's a great question. And the the funny thing is I really didn't have too many times where I wanted to give up. Okay. I, I, I had, uh, there was, I, I had a smile on my face the whole time, even, you know, it, it's funny because if, if you read uh, the new Testament, God says, my grace is sufficient. Okay. God, my grace is sufficient. So what God did for me is he gave me a spirit of joy, even through all of this. Okay. So even though I felt dark down at times, even though I felt I never wanted to give up. Okay. I just didn't have that seed in me. Okay. Um, I wanted to live and I wanted to live for my mom and my dad. You know, I felt sorry that they had to go through and witness what I was enduring. I felt bad for my brother who I love and I felt bad for my friends. I I always looked at other people and thought, geez, I, I wish they didn't have to see me this way. And um, I put on a, uh, a strong face, you know, and there were times um, where I was angry and there were times when I was sad, but even through those times, I never wanted to quit. I just wanted to keep fighting. And uh, and I'm and I'm really thankful that God blessed me with the endurance uh, and the and the ability because that's that was the gift that He gave me. Amen, amen. Praise God. Share with us about the day that you finally took the football field for your very first game since the accident. What was that like? Well, you know, <laughs> the the football field it was an interesting journey for me. Um, number one. My uncle Rick played in the Super Bowl, and my uncle Tony was the director of player scouting for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So football was in our blood. And uh, and Tigert Stadium was a place that there was a lot of glory uh, in Western Pennsylvania history of football. And I'll never forget when I was named a starter as a senior uh, to have the chance to get introduced and and, and run out under those lights and, uh, and just hearing the uh national anthem play and everyone cheering and being able to glance up at the stands and see my mom and dad and my brother and and the tears that were rolling down their face and and feel the cheers uh or, or the chill that came through my body now now in that game we played against a team named Ambridge and I had two quarterback sacks and and uh and I also at the end of the first half I'll never forget, I was playing outside linebacker, and I came out, I lost contain a little bit, and and the, and the tailback uh, broke inside me, and I spun off the blocker, and I was able to chase him down uh, and, and tackle him from behind at the five-yard line as the, uh, as the uh, time ran out of the half and saved that touchdown, and we ended up winning that game. So to, to, to experience that moment of glory – was uh was pretty impressive. Now I'm not the best. I I can't say I was the greatest football player. There was lots of better players in the history of Newcastle and and in my family. But um I can say that 
that that was a really special moment and uh and it's one that i'll never forget amen 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 and you went on to have a great college career i mean you achieved graduation praise god you have your own business now you're still involved with football not only serving as a coach for youth football but as a certified nfl contract advisor how often do you get to share your testimony with uh, like other nfl players who may be recovering from their own injuries or surgeries and and feeling discouraged about their future? Well, that's a great question. And that's something that I think is very important. Um, I, I do, uh, I, I do, I do speak uh, quite often to people about, about uh, the overcoming adversity, Um, not only NFL players, but I talk to children. I go to, I visit burn units at times. Um, You know, what happens in your life is you have to make a, a a transition. And as, as, as you have in your life, you went from being in the military to uh, being a police officer uh, to following the path of God. And and now you're witnessing God through other people and you're, 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 you're expressing that and you've changed your path. Well, that's what I had to do. That's what we have in common. And that's what people have to do, whether it is growing up from being a child to an adolescent to an adult, whether it is focusing your attention from your injuries or or coming out and getting an education and being a husband, uh, whether it's dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and figuring out yourself in your own mind and then turning that into post-traumatic growth. Okay, because whether it's you're on the football field and you felt glory as an NFL ball player and now you're lost without a career. Okay, whether it is that you became addicted to drugs and alcohol and now you're coming out of it and trying to figure out what is my next step in life. No matter what it is, you have to find a way to transition. And the only way that you can do that is if you let go of your past because you understand that your past never doesn't exist anymore and you accept Christ in your heart and you ask him to hold your hand and help you to take that next step. And and that's the truth. Amen. Yeah. We mentioned, you know, youth football, youth sports, and I can only imagine the inspiration you provide these young folks when they hear your story and telling them to never give up. That's probably better and more meaningful to them than the new Rockney speech out on the field. Right. (laughs) You know, it's, uh, it's quite a blessing. I will say, uh, the funny thing is I don't talk about my story too much. Okay. With it, with the kids that I coach until it's necessary. Okay. Until it's necessary. So they, uh, they'll see my hand, uh, some kids, especially at young young ages, six, seven, eight years old, they'll come up and they'll grab my hand. They'll say, hey, what happened to you? And I tell them I was burned and this and that. But I try to coach and I let them know that I'm a coach the same way any other coach is a coach. OK, and I talk to them about the best they being the best they can be. And there are times uh, where it will be a halftime. We're losing or the middle of a game when everybody's down, where I'll pull them together and I'll tell them about that time that I almost died. And I'll tell them about what it took in my heart to uh, stand up and rise up. And I'll let them know that they have that in their heart as well. 
And um, and it's always good to see their faces and them light up yeah. in the shine. But, Amen. you know, the truth of the matter is sports is a lot about winning, but it's not all about winning. And right. some of our greatest lessons come from our losses. And yeah. so, you know, there's also those times when these kids are didn't have their best day. And I just and I and I tell them, look, it's OK. It's fine. You're going to have a brighter day tomorrow, you know, and and uh, and we fight through it that way, too. Yeah. yeah, I remember my high school coach. He'd tell us, you know, you can't know how to be a winner until you know how to lose a game. Because That's you're going to lose. There's going to, and, and he'd tell us, there'll be times in life where everything goes against you and you're going to think, I'm a loser. Well, now you have an opportunity to become a winner. Once you can face that situation and overcome it, suddenly, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. <laughs> that's it. Hey, you know, look, that that's part of life. And I yeah. think that it's an important thing that, that people understand. And, you know, we live in this world where there's a lot, there's a facade, okay, where where people think that success is just a, a straight line up. And oh, people yeah. believe that, you know, if you're living a, if you're living a happy life, you're, and they see you on social media, that, that everything is, it, just perfect in your life. Well, that's not true for anybody. Okay. That's right. it, that's it's right. not true for anybody. Amen. And so we have to realize that failure is part of life. That is part of it. Okay. And we, if we don't accept our own faults and our own failings, okay, then we could never step up to that next level that we're supposed to be at in life. Now, that doesn't mean that it's okay to stay in failure. When you recognize that you're failing, when you recognize that you did wrong, when you recognize that you did committed a sin, that's when you repent and you try to change that behavior. And then you're going to go on and move on. But guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall again. Okay, and you're going to fail again, maybe not in the same way, but in a new way. And, and that is the beautiful part of life. It When you realize that and you can go down that path and you could follow through in it, that's when you start living. That's when you start. That's when life gets good. Amen. Amen. That is so true. And, you know, just, the, you know, as you're talking about not giving up and, and all that, I remember when I was at the police academy and there was a eight foot wall, just a straight wall that we had to build and negotiate. You know, there's a rope hanging over it, but I couldn't get the hang of that to save my life. You know, no matter what I tried, I'd end up upside down or whatever, you know, and it just couldn't work. And the academy was six months long and about the fourth month, you know, every time I'd hit that wall, I'd try something different. You know, trying to get it. Trying to, I'd watch people go over it. Okay, look, and it wouldn't work, wouldn't work. And about the fourth month in, I ran up, jumped up, grabbed a rope, and tried putting my foot in a different spot, and that gave me a little different leverage. Next thing I know, I'm over it. You know, it, it took me probably two minutes to get over it, but I knew the path now. Yeah. You know, I knew what I had to do. So every time we go back, I kept cutting that time until finally I cleared that thing in about five, six seconds. There you go. And I look back to, you know, six months prior to that, and that wall was an impossible feat in my life. There you go. But 
you know, it, it relates back to my military days when, you know, <laughs> we used to say we practice being wet, cold, and miserable, and we're experts at it. <laughs> you know, thing, right. And, uh, you know, the, the adage was that which does not kill me only makes me stronger. And, <laughs> you know, and Amen. That, that is a, that was the mindset, you know, I've had my entire life and I wouldn't let that wall defeat me. And you didn't let your injury defeat you, you know, despite what people said, <laughs> here you are, <laughs> praise God, you know, and your book is definitely going to serve as a source of hope for those who may be enduring their own challenges in life. And right now your book's on pre-order at the time of this recording. When do you anticipate it being released? It'll be released on September the 26th. Praise and, God. Uh, yeah, it's coming. It's uh, yeah. It'll be released September the 26th. And I really think that it's a book that uh, everyone needs to read. And, Amen. you know, the you wouldn't realize this, but it took me almost two years to write. And the amount of tears that I shed in writing and reliving this, I did this for you. I did this for the list, your listeners. Yep. I did this Amen. for people so that so that you i opened up my heart in a way that it's uh i didn't even think was possible and when i tell when you read this story and you read the 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 first time that i went back to uh ocean city maryland and and i swam at the beach with my mom and 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 she made me sing uh at the age of 12 or 13 i was actually 12 still uh the greatest love of all um, in, in one of those booths on the, uh, on the boardwalk and I could, my voice was cracking and I was singing the greatest love of all. And, and the words, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. You know, when, when you realize and you read that story and it, and you understand that this isn't just about the tragedy and the pain, but it's about falling back in love with yourself. Yeah, and it's yeah. about about you know pushing yourself to be your best and my dad coming to my house and getting on the patio and and saying hey you need to do push-ups and him getting down and doing one-handed push-ups and showing me what he could do and inspiring me and and my brother Gigi putting his arm around me and 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 even though he may not have even thought it was possible telling me all the good things that I could do in my life and I could get on the ball field and you know, all the people who inspired me. See, my healing isn't about me. It's about all these people. And see, what what I want people to understand is even if it, it takes a, it, it, there's an old saying that it, it, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village to, we are part of that village. We are there for other people. Exactly. And when in, you need to be going out and inspiring and telling testimony and giving people faith of what they can do, even if you're not the one who needs healing right now, you need to be going out and giving that love to others. And, and that's what I'm really hoping uh, I convey in my story. Amen. And I'm really hoping that people read that and, and, and grasp that and uh, not only heal, but they also bring healing to others. Amen. So true. So true. So at the time that people are listening to this episode right now, this book is already released. All I have to do is click the notes down the show notes. Now, you're also a motivational speaker, and I'm sure your story is an inspiration to your audiences. And I know that there has to be an event planner out there listening to us right now. <laughs> what type of events would you be interested in speaking at? Look, uh, truth be told, 
I'm willing to speak because I'm willing to open up my heart. And I love to speak at churches. I love to speak at schools. I love to speak at business and, and corporate events. Um, I just, I have several different topics that I've done. Uh, one that I've done quite a bit for, for youth is, uh, is split second uh, decision-making. Uh, I've also, look, I, I'm a pretty skilled uh, business guy. I'm a CPA, investment advisor. And uh, I, I talk to businesses about, I, I equate in my book, the, the five steps, the five stages of grief. And I write that and parallel it to uh, how you start a business. Okay. Amen. Because, and, and so I believe that, that if you can take your, uh, your, your, your problem, okay, which could be that you want to start a business that you want to move on from a, a, a regular job to being a business owner, or you want to take your business up to the next level. You define what your situation is and you follow this five-step process. Okay, Amen. of planning and and persevering and not being in denial and working through it and accepting. And if you can follow that, you can uh, you could really make great things happen, not only as a team, yeah. as a person, but as a team. So Amen. in speaking, yeah, I, uh, I I do a wide variety of events. And um, and I think that that when you get me in front of the audience that that uh that some special things happen it's like yeah. uh, the holy spirit talks through me and there and i'm go. just uh i'm real proud of it amen amen anthony this has been so interesting and it's important to note that your experience is truly a testimony to the fact that it ain't over till god says it's over no matter what others may be saying it's still god that's still in control your story your testimony is a real life example of that when that when the devil takes his best shot, God always has the final say. Amen. Amen. He's God. If someone wanted to get in touch with you and ask a question or maybe invite you to come speak at an event or maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Well, you could uh, visit my website, uh, www.anthonyrosano.com, and uh, and you'll see my contact information right there. And and right. uh, it'd be great to talk to you. Great to connect. And I'll, uh, I always welcome these types of conversations. And hey, listen, I just want to thank you, Pastor Robert. You're a good man. I want to thank you. I, I have so that. much gratitude for you having me on this show. Amen. And I, I just want you to know how much I pre appreciate you and uh, and your listeners. Amen. God bless Amen. you all. Amen. And your book, Against All Odds, A Story of Faith, Courage, and Perseverance. They'll be able to purchase that on Amazon. Is that right? You could purchase it on Amazon. You could okay. purchase it on my website. You could purchase Amen. it on Barnes and Nobles. Okay. Uh, it's available. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Folks, Anthony Rosano's testimony should be an inspiration to each and every person listening to the sound of our voices today. Imagine being told you're not going to live through the night, but you do. So you're told you won't make it through the next night and the next all of that negativity, all of the pain, be given last rites on three separate occasions. Think about what that'd be like for a 12-year-old boy. All I have to say is, but God. Amen? Drop down the show notes right now. Order your own copy of a truly remarkable book, Against All Odds, A Story of Faith, Courage, and Perseverance. This is one book that will inspire you to defeat the odds, defeat the devil, regardless of what your present circumstances are. And be sure to reach out to Anthony Rosano. Invite him to your church, your event, whatever. 
This is one speaker that will resonate with every single member of your audience. Amen? Drop down the show notes. Click the link right there. Do it right now. Don't let the devil talk you out of your blessing. The devil tried to take Anthony out of the game for the exact reason he's here today, to inspire you not to give up. So don't let the devil win. Get in touch with Anthony. Allow Anthony to inspire you, your audience, no matter what's happening in your life right now. Anthony, thank you again for coming on the program today, brother. I do appreciate it so much. Thank you. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Anthony Rosano, myself, Pastor Bob Romani, to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you.